Some acted it out, while a few, including the writer Barbara Wolfson, did Peyton Place. Journalists used it to conjure up for suburban readers the small-town mendacity and hypocrisy they believed they had left behind. For neighbors who wanted to register social disapproval or rant against a rise in marital infidelity, premarital sex, out-of-wedlock pregnancy, and other irregularities, Peyton Place became a cautionary tale. The telling itself was often an exercise in autobiography, as neighbors compared themselves and others to characters in the book. Personal histories came into view. I felt just like that, a neighbor whispered. Snippets of talk were dropped like crumbs in a thickening forest of doubt and wonder. What do you think? Imagine that. Really? And when my friend's father stormed out with the Essex House matches in his hand, he shouted, I live in a goddamn patent place. Small talk could mean big trouble. Published in 1956, Peyton Place quickly became America's top-selling novel. In an age when the average first novel sold 2,000 copies, it sold 60,000 within the first 10 days. Amazingly, within three months, it headed the New York Times bestseller list, where it stayed number one for another 59 weeks. Soon, even these figures were dwarfed as Peyton Place rapidly edged out middle-brow quality bestsellers, including God's Little Acre, and Gone with the Wind, to become, at 12 million copies sold, the century's best-selling novel to date. In the end, an astonishing one in 29 Americans bought the book, and almost everyone had something to say about it. A literary phenomenon that touched a national nerve, it was written by an unknown housewife, a daughter of New England's Mills, the wife of a small-town schoolteacher, and the mother of three young children. It was Grace Metellius's first novel, the first piece of writing she'd ever sold. Sales moved in rushing waves. Soldiers, teenagers, married women, unmarried women, husbands, sales clerks, and teachers dog-eared their favorite pages and then passed the book around. I found a hardcover copy of Peyton Place, a reader recalled, at a flea market in Geneva, Switzerland, stamped, remarkably enough, with a bookseller's address in New Delhi. Peyton Place raced around, its story of incest, murder, abortion, class inequality, poverty, female sexuality, and social hypocrisy, sounded a clarion call difficult, perhaps, to imagine in today's tell-all culture of digital reproduction and personal invasion. Hidden under beds and read by flashlight, Peyton Place came out during private moments and in confidential chats with friends. I heard my mother and her best friend whispering in the kitchen. As soon as I entered, they whipped a book into a bag, but they were too slow. I had caught my mother reading Peyton Place, a book banned by our own town library. Everyone and their sister, it seemed, was talking about Peyton Place. Even if they hadn't read it, readers noted over and over again. They sure had something to say. In a decade known for its silence and quiescence, Peyton Place set tongues wagging and emotions soaring. And bit by bit, Peyton Place unfurled across the nation. Between 1956 and 1964, it morphed into a feature film, a book sequel, a film sequel, a popular New York City nightclub, a family motel, a pocketbook soap opera, and the nation's first 
television novel, an episodic drama that one in three Americans watched three times a week for two years, then weekly for three more, drawing 60 million viewers, more than twice American Idol's 25 million at the height of its much-touted popularity. The storyline of Peyton Place is deceptively simple, but like Uncle Tom's Cabin, it unleashed a torrent of energy and emotion understandably difficult for modern readers to grasp. Based on the true story of patricide in the small New Hampshire village of Gilmanton Ironworks, Peyton Place follows the lives of three women who struggle to come to terms with their identity as women and as sexual persons amidst the constraints of class prejudice and gender conventions. Alison McKenzie, very much like her youthful author, Grace Metellius, is a restless, insecure girl, plump in all the wrong